I'm Sadek. And I'm out of bits for this week because every time I try and introduce one, you shut me down, Sadek. So I just, <laughs> I have no more bits. Um, there's no intro quips. There's only depression. Jesus. It's 2022. Oh, wow. I'm also Christian. Wow. <laughs> and this, oh, wow. That's, you, I mean, that's a bit. Right there, I mean, but, is, uh, is depression a bit? <laughs> everything, everything is a bit. It's, it's all content. It's all irony. What is this? Uh, 2005, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Uh, and, we, and for, I think, uh, this, this is the third time we ever had a guest, uh, the same guest. Uh, so say hello to Mint. Mint, please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, I know this is short notice, but, uh, literally like right before you, you clicked record, uh, Microsoft purchased me actually. Uh, so I, I can't actually talk with y'all. So it's been good. Um, yeah. Phil Spencer came in and was like, no. I, 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 Phil Spencer came in. I was like, I really like that OC. Can I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> Would be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah. But yes, no, I am meant. Um, and I'm not owned by Microsoft yet, but. That bit won't be a bit that at the rate they're going. I mean, for $67 billion, Microsoft can own as much of me as they want. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Already off to a great start. So we're going to, before we get into the Microsoft uh, buying Activision Blizzard story, which is obviously one of the biggest stories over the past week or so, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a dunk on, on, our, on our least favorite. Well, we got Razor follow-up, you'd want to say, as a... Razor follow up as the as the as a tech podcast call it, and um, so I think we just, I think we should start with the Razor mask. So last time we were yelling about how Razor was selling a mask that they claim to be N95 certified. Turns out it's not N95 certified because it's a Razor product, and quality assurance and Razor do not mix. That's not that's not how that works. So after um, we had mentioned Naomi Liu on Twitter was going on to sort of doing some tests with the mask, actually validate them all of that, and after her going off on Razor. Thankfully, they backed away and they have gone ahead and now removed all claims of the mask being N95 certified. So now for a discerning gamer, if you buy a mask, at least you know that it has no protection and this is more of a fashion piece. Yeah. So in general, don't buy Razer products. I, I just like, I, I don't know what to say. Other than, oh, well, their product quality is, is hot garbage. I, mean, I don't know if you have used any Razer products. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm looking at the mask, though. It looks like... um. Like a like a green goblin beta test. <laughs> like it was really? like his first try. Yeah. Really Honestly, does. a lot of razors like wearable stuff, and it, it looks like you know it, if you were four drinks in and trying to commission someone for a cosplay, and really bad at describing the character. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And and the other other big no not big but other razor announcement there was an announcement this week I guess that they have like Hello Kitty themed gaming accessories and I'm just I'm so upset I'm so upset 
It's Razer making it. If it was Corsera Logitech, yo, I'd be buying, I'd buy that headphone. I don't care about the audio quality. It could sound like poop. I don't care. Those things look great. But because it's Razer, you're going to pick it up and it's going to crack in half immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah so- I was going to say, I was like, oh, cool. Hello, Kitty Gamer Chair. But I was like, wait, that's not the company that I bought from, which is, I forget their names. Uh, the one that everybody buys. Um, Harmon Miller? Yeah. Did, you buy a, did you buy a Harmon Miller chair? No. It, <laughs> Secret it, Labs it, it is where the gamers team. buy static. Not, oh, yeah, Secret, yeah, Secret Labs yeah, is where yeah, the gamers yeah, buy yeah, from. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> only, only like yeah, weirdo ergo people like me and you, static, buy from Herman Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, like, it's, it's like Herman Miller chairs are also like two grand, so I can't blame yeah. them for not buying. <laughs> they have those at work, like at my, at my place of work, but, uh, Nope, I'm spending like 300 bucks max on a on a gamer budget uh chair. So I mean, Herman Miller does have a gamer chair. It, it's it's really funny what they do with their gamer chairs. It's I mean, it's still too it's still too great. It's like it's still well, too like grand the one I have. So. Right, I, my chair cost me 700, and yeah, it's like so 600 700. If you get the gamer edition, it's literally just black and red and 200 dollars more in the exact same build quality. They know <laughs> they know that gamers will spend more if it has the word gamer in it, and it's it's like I don't, I can't blame them. Yeah, uh, chair. Ch- I mean, chair. Chairs are like a whole episode by themselves. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, or- Don't buy the Razer Gamer Chair because that thing's gonna destroy your back. Like that's a one way road to RSI in your back. Wait, can you get RSI in your back? Uh, not RSI, but you you get back problems. Like you know, it'll hurt. Yeah, it doesn't. It, even in their like professional um, photo, like in this article, like the creases at the bottom don't look good. Like it looks like somebody sat in it too long despite it being a new uh product so i'd be curious to see what it looks like like <laughs> 200 hours into its use yeah yeah nah. don't, don't buy it don't buy this chair. save save some money and get a better chair uh so let's get into our our biggest story of the week everybody this one i was so big that i remember this was i woke up i wake up at like 7 30 in the morning eastern and then, like, then I saw this news come out. I love how you had to give the time zone there. I'm just, I just need to point I, that out for I a mean, moment. Look, why? <laughs> I don't know why. I, put the, I don't know why I put the t- time zone there. I just, just for clarity's sake, I guess. Uh, so I woke up and and this news just like out of nowhere, people start posting about it, and I and I literally every like west coast game journal person i follow on twitter was like i just woke the fuck up what happened <laughs> like every game every like video game twitter person just like woke the fuck up like immediately didn't matter if it was like 6 a.m pacific they just like all immediately <laughs> like woke up uh and so we have Microsoft's biggest purchase to date right this is as far as i know this is microsoft's biggest acquisition in in monetary value in general, yeah. Outside of gaming, outside of this is bigger than LinkedIn. This is bigger than Skype. This is bigger than um, Nuance, which is a um, Nokia was actually only like two billion, only two billion peasant peasant money. They bought LinkedIn. Yeah, they bought for twenty six billion, I believe. Uh, twenty six billion. Wow. Okay, so this the synergy with Office, Office and LinkedIn. Yeah. So Activision Blizzard is like the second worst purchase they've ever made. <laughs> yeah, they, they they also bought GitHub, right? Uh, I forgot how much GitHub. Oh, was. that one's that one was bad. Yeah, yeah they GitHub, bought GitHub. Um, they also own an ad firm that they did buy, um, Nuance, which does um, voice to text software. So yeah, there's been a lot of big purchases, but this is the biggest, the nicest 
purchase as because it's it's not nice 69 69 billion dollars (laughs) 68.7 get it correct look see this is the editorial choice i I saw some headlines that were like 68.7 and some of them were more like 68 billion and waypoint was like 69 billion and i know what (laughs) that's the one i'm going with because it's it's it, like if you're if, like this is just the, these amounts of money are so ridiculous. It doesn't matter if you add like three hundred million dollars to it. Like it doesn't that's, matter. Yeah, that's true. It's like, <laughs> that's true. It doesn't, three, it doesn't three, matter. Yeah. Three hundred million more. It's <laughs> like it's just conceptual at this it's, point. Yeah, like, it's like no, but not nobody actually understands like how much money sixty nine billion dollars actually it, is. Yeah, it doesn't like, mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to anybody outside like the CEO of like Microsoft. And, well, actually, we could contextualize this. Nintendo's market cap is $65 billion. So they spent a Nintendo to buy Activision oh, Blizzard. Okay. They bought, a, they bought one Nintendo. Yeah, they, so they literally <laughs> used yeah. a Nintendo to buy them. So that, that is a way to contextualize okay. it. That cer- it certainly does. Uh, yeah, that definitely puts it into perspective. Cause, uh, <laughs> or what is that? Is that like what Pokemon makes in a month? Because it feels <laughs> like what Pokemon makes in a month. <laughs> um. So, so this is, and the biggest, one of the most probably, this is how you know Microsoft is extremely cash rich. This is an all cash purchase, like all cash. Uh, it's $69 billion in cash, uh, which, uh, which just sounds like, uh, I, I, like it just does, doesn't sound real. But that's Azure for you, right? Like this. That, that's that's literally, money. this that's is, this is money. like what, this is Azure, this is Office and Windows, right? Like that's where this money is coming from. Xbox does not make $69 billion. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so this is a huge, huge, uh, like deal. Uh, and this is, and the thing that is the biggest sort of news sort of surround, and the reason this is like a big deal, I mean, other than the amount of money is that what the general news around Activision Blizzard recently over the past like six months, year or so, is about their, you know, bad culture, company culture, culture like company wide, uh, leading up to like the executive class uh of people, all the way up to Bobby Kotick. Uh and so the stock price was down. And Microsoft did what what is colloquially known in the stock market industry as buying the dip. Which means that you buy the company when the stock price is low. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what Microsoft did. They, they came in with an offer and, and they got the, they got the deal done. Apparently Phil Spencer personally negotiated this deal as well. Uh, which is impressive. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> that's like Phil Spencer apparently personally negotiates deals. Like he negotiated the, the Bethesda deal himself uh which like which we we just we should also mention was like seven billion dollars uh so yeah that that happened like last year i think at this point that's a particularly funny to me because if we're going to talk like purely like ip value i for me personally at least i i feel like bethesda like you just get more out of your purchase (laughs) from from, like (laughs) sure yeah it's more like 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 Per billion, you get more, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like per, per billion, billion yeah. efficiency, you know, like franchise quality. <laughs> like it's it's just higher, like, you know. Uh, but you get a war chest of Activision Blizzard. That's the thing, though. Like current current mind state of IP. I think it's like buying Konami, right? If you bought Konami, you would not be getting current IP because all you get is pachinko machines, right? 
Like literally Phil Spencer would just be wearing a shirt that says pull the lever and like that's it. But you get like 20 years of backlog that you can use. So I think it's similar with Activision Blizzard with regards to current value versus like, you know, the entirety of their war chest. Yeah. So big franchises here include, uh, let me just have that fantastic graphic that they put in their press release. Uh, Overwatch, uh, Diablo. Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, uh, StarCraft. <laughs> like, I just love how Candy Crush is just in there with like the most hardcore gamer shit in, like, like yeah, Candy Crush. It, probably doesn't, it makes more money than most. Yeah. Of those it probably like, makes more yeah. money than World of it Warcraft. Makes, Candy Crush like, probably alone makes more money than all of any Activision Blizzard property. So it's, it's from a money perspective, like Candy Crush is a powerhouse. Yeah. I just love how they put StarCraft in there. Just, just like you know, the old, the, the StarCraft nerds in the back are like, "Hey, they didn't Woo! forget about us." <laughs> 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 so Blizzard, they bought so Activision Blizzard King, right? Like that's the those three big sort of studios under under Activision. So Activision, obviously, Call of Duty, uh, uh, Call of Duty. That so they have studios like uh, Infinity Ward. They have studios like Treyarch. Right, uh, studios like Raven Software, which we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, because of the unionization stuff. So lots of studios, right? Bunch, like lots of studios, lots of talent. Uh, active Blizzard itself. I mean, Blizzard, even if with, with the recent sort of departure of talent from Blizzard, uh, like it still is like a highly regarded like studio with their properties, right? So this is, this is like, this is, this makes, uh, Bethesda's war chest look kind of like, yeah, they got Skyrim, they got Elder Scrolls, but this is what they have fucking World of Warcraft. Like, World of Warcraft is fucking huge. Like, yeah, but Bethesda has Todd Howard, so <laughs> I would, I would deign you to respect, uh, <laughs> look, I have a lot of love for creator. Todd Howard. <laughs> it's, it's a old Shades of Brown meme is that I, that I have a lot of love for Todd Howard. <laughs> but you're currently not on speaking terms or something. I forgot where the meme no, it, it no. sort of went yeah, to the yeah, ground. Yeah, yes. uh, but I do want to bring up something for context here. Mike's looking at a chart from Statistica.com about net reported revenue of just King alone. So from 2017, every quarter until the most recent reporting quarter, King has made between half a billion to like 700, uh, 700 million dollars, like 500 million to $700 million each Jesus quarter. Christ. And all they Jesus do are Christ. games like Candy Crush and Farmville and Bubble Witch. They make like three games that are mobile. That's the money isn't mobile, right? This is your, this is your big like takeaway from this purchase, right? Is your take is that, yeah, I mean, games pass, it gets a big war chest. I mean, the war chest is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, but your take is that this is the play for mobile. No, this is totally yeah. That's that's my my honest opinion is because while I think we'll talk about the Game Pass side and some of the labor stuff, there's a lot more of it, right? But I think the basis of this acquisition is Microsoft gets their their they basically like well, there's two sides of it. There's Microsoft gets their uh, military contracts with the government, and they get the biggest propaganda arm in Call of Duty, right? So they have a very they they get very chummy with the US, with the Fed, and then Microsoft doesn't have to. Uh, you know, doesn't have to worry about regulation as much. That that's that's hot take number one. And then hot take number two is also mobile games make a lot of fucking money and exploit people. And I'm absolutely positive Microsoft wants that money. Yeah. I just real quick, uh, my favorite part about the press release is that it talks about like creators of X Y Z. I love how one of those is Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh yeah, the creators Tony of Tony Hawk. Oh like, my they god, just, they built him. <laughs> they built him. They built the man himself. He, he's a robot. He's an AI. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, the fact that Spyro and Crash Bandicoot are like under the same roof again is pretty funny to me. Uh, after like so long being, uh, who owned what? I, I'm like completely lost at this point. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, didn't Sony Sony have Crash Bandicoot? I thought Crash Bandicoot was like a Sony franchise. It was published at Activision, I think, but Sony had like funded it or something. Oh, it was okay, Activision okay. always had the IP rights. It's like one of those confusing things where right. And then they bought Spyro. Yeah. But okay. also, like, I think we forgot about Hearthstone, which is like a sort of like a low, not low key, but it is actually. Let's say, did, didn't everyone forget about Hearthstone? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> no, see, the thing is, everybody forgets about Hearthstone, but Hearthstone makes a lot of fucking money. Like, it just, Blizzard's, like, Blizzard's money, I think most of it right now comes from Hearthstone, not, not even Overwatch at this point. Even Overwatch was still pretty popular. Overwatch, I, I'm, I'm, like pretty sure Overwatch doesn't make as much money now as uh, Hearthstone does because Hearthstone is also as you as your point is it's a mobile game also so it's on mobile uh and it's very popular on mobile uh so so it makes a lot of money uh so i think the one of the big things to keep in mind here is this is a huge deal uh that this acquisition will take about a year or so. They said this will close in Microsoft's, they expect it to close in Microsoft's financial year of 2023, July 2023, right? I think that is the, that is the expected closing date of the acquisition that they gave to investors. Uh, so they are expecting delays in this. They're expecting this to take some time because they're expecting regulatory pressure, right? So let's start, let's, let's talk about the regulatory pressure. So what do we, do we think the current FTC in the United States will, will step in and like really take a look at this acquisition? Uh, I think that, I think they'll pretend to. Yeah. It's the horse and pony show. Yeah. Like the pretend to. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're going to, they're going to, I mean, to keep up appearances, but I don't, I don't think anything's actually going to happen. This, even this, <clears throat> excuse me, even this isn't, I don't, okay. It's horrible. I should say that, but like compared to like when, um, Sony did like the Funimation purchase and now they have like Funimation and Crunchyroll, like that's, I would, that like, that was even cause, cause like there's only like four ways to access anime and in, in America and they own like half of them. So that, um, I feel like is more, um, they're like they'll, they're actually going to be pretty hard on it. I think they are because I don't think the purchase has even gone through. But this, they're just going to be like, oh, you can't spend money like this. Don't make us like do what we did to you thirty years ago, and then nothing will happen. <laughs> thirty years ago, thirty years ago is a like completely different era of antitrust regulation. So, and it's like I don't expect that kind of regulatory pressure to come from the FTC at this juncture. Uh, and there is also the fact that this is like an entertainment industry purchase and they don't really care about the FTC. Disney, Disney bought Marvel, Disney bought Star Disney Wars. Bought, yep. They don't care yep. about it. And like back to my first point of the U.S. government loving propaganda moves because they absolutely do. Like Microsoft is like the, from their perspective, how is it reducing competition? It's still it's propping up, if anything, more of a U.S. first gaming you know com uh, company out in the world. In a market that has Asian companies in it, so I'm sure from the the regulator is going to look at it from that perspective of probably having a stronger U.S. based gaming focus is, if anything, I don't know, some nationalist like goodness in their eyes. Yeah, yeah, the FTC is just like this is how we beat China, and that's the only thing they're going to be thinking about. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Call it like I I know some people probably listening are thinking I'm wild saying that this is a propaganda move, but Call of Duty is like how much of that is I, the propaganda <laughs> yeah, move. Like, so much of that is just like the stories and narratives. It's it's so it's made in so much partnership with the US Army that I like Call of Duty is a national interest at this point because of the like US first ideas it puts out into into other parts of the world, right? And 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 the thing is, if this purchase goes through, Microsoft will become the biggest player in the West, uh, especially in North America. They will they will be big. They are they're going to be big enough, like to essentially dominate, like essentially be a rival to the likes of like Tencent, basically. Uh, so and that that to a from like a U.S. politician's point of view, they just see like China and they their eyes get red. Uh, so, so I, I, like, I'm not expecting heavy, like, like, yeah, as you said, they're going to like pretend to look at it, right? They're going to do the whole horse and pony show. Uh, but there's also the other thing about Microsoft. It has for a long time been very, like, pending their sort of the, the, the antitrust stuff in the past. They have a very good relationship with the U.S. government. They, they provide a lot of like software and contracts to the U to the US government, right? To the feds. Uh like lot like basically every federal like bureau every organization runs like Windows and Office and stuff like that. Oh my God. During the negotiation, Phil's gonna be like, okay, okay, Alina Khan. So let us if you let us buy if you let us buy Activision Blizzard, we'll give you some Azure credits. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we'll just, like, we'll just give you like a yeah. couple bill, a couple billion in Azure credits. It's fun. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, Lena Khan uh, is is a factor, but I, I like Lena Khan is just like one person. I don't expect. I mean, Lena Khan is her opinions on antitrust are pretty strong, but I don't expect it to dramatically shift the FTC is sort of yeah yeah given that the joe biden administration has approved nothing but more drilling permits compared to trump i think i think i think we're we're in a government that um i i don't let me let me not make this into a politics podcast i mean we're about to talk about labor so it probably is going to be one but you got to build back better baby that's how you do it you buy companies the gamers build back better by consolidating together i think uh, let's talk about labor then you, you brought up labor so now is a good time it's a good transition to the labor issues which i think are to me, are bigger sort of changes uh, sort of in the games industry as a whole, not just Activision Blizzard. So, uh, as people might know, uh, QA testers at Activision Blizzard's Raven Software Studio, which I mentioned earlier, they do they they do QA on Warzone, which is like a huge huge money maker for Activision Blizzard. Uh, so those QA testers are unionizing after uh, weeks of striking. They started striking because uh, Activision Blizzard promised them like raises and like permanent con- permanent jobs. I think I think that was part of the deal. They they, they got moved to a different city, uh, and they and then they started laying them. I think uh, like eleven of them were laid off, and so that sort of triggered like a move of solidarity across like Activision Blizzard employees and Raven Software employees, sort of coming together and, and doing uh, doing a, like a strike. Uh, so this week. Uh, this week also, I think on Friday, uh, they announced that, uh, that Raven Software's QA employees are unionizing under the game, game workers alliance union, which is what they're calling themselves. Uh, and they are under the CWA, which is like a nationwide, like union group, I think, uh, uh, communication workers of America. Uh, that's what the CWA is. Uh, so, 
And at this stage of the sort of union building process, they have asked for what is called voluntary, voluntary recognition from Activision Blizzard. So uh, they're asking Activision Blizzard to voluntarily uh, recognize the sort of, you know, the union. Uh, and the net, like that is, if, if, if the, if the company doesn't voluntarily, uh, like accept it, you like file a petition for a union election with the NLRB, right? The National Labor Relations Board. Uh, and then if the union wins 50% plus one vote, your employer must bargain in good faith. So either way, it doesn't matter if, I mean, it's, if it's, it's good that if Activision Blizzard like, nego- like, like sort of recognize the the union without force being forced to but <laughs> they're probably right. going to be forced to because in their sec filing yeah. they stated they're not aware of any organizing actions or strike <laughs> actions um and i think something to pull out here too to put on the table because microsoft's buying it this we we touched upon in our halo infinite episode microsoft currently has a policy because of labor board violations prior that contractors they're they're the max a contractor can work at microsoft is 18 months that is a company-wide policy so with that, most of these staffers are contractors, right? Or there's a, a lot of the QA folks are in contract roles. So I, I don't see this labor, this, I don't see this surviving the transition to being owned by Microsoft because of the fact of that Microsoft already has a bunch of anti labor policies in place and they have that existing union policy for the entire company. And I do not think a QA department will make them change it because that was a deal they cut. They, they, that was a deal they cut with a regulator because of existing labor violations to put in place that specific rule. <laughs> right. But, but I, the thing is the timeline on this, like by the time the, 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 the transaction closes, the union could be like fully formed. Right. And, and, and you can't just like, do you, do, do you think that a, that, that a union um, uh, vote will actually go through within a year? Have you not seen what's been going off Amazon? The New York, there's a couple of New York Amazon warehouses that have had like two union votes that have been cut because Amazon's been interfering and they're only interfering because it pushes it back. So Activision Blizzard, uh, Bobby Boy could just push it, could do some scum shit and push it back before this thing closes or after it closes rather. So, I mean, that's a very, I, well, I'm happy they're organizing. I, you know, I just want to make that clear. I'm very happy they are. I don't. I just I don't foresee given Microsoft's current labor policies and sort of um these United States of America that actually getting us anywhere. Yeah. I I just like I'm hoping for the best here because honestly like I feel like if a union is successful here it will sort of open the door to, for unions across North America's game industry basically. Like I that's 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 what I want. Yeah, and given what Chose said, I it's like it I agree um in that you know it might not work out but I think this is the best possible time to do something like this just because the visibility on this purchase and these two companies is so high that and any negative press is immediately going uh to to you know like get stuck to their back it's people are just gonna be like, oh okay so you're exactly the same as activision or um which they are because they're both corpse and they deserve to be eaten but you know like it, it it's gonna be very um there's gonna be a microscope i almost said microsoft a microscope on them and 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 you know so i think making big moves now 
even if they don't pan out, um, will at least like they, I feel like they, they have no choice but to play along because, you know, I mean, we talked about it the day it happened when that clown, Phil Spencer was like, we're evaluating every, you know, aspect of, of, of our relationship. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's yeah. I was get I was about to get to that one because he, he like, like that comment in retrospect seems extremely like clown like behavior. That was, <laughs> it was so, so shitty clown behavior from Phil Spencer. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he can't, he couldn't have talked about that position because that's the stuff is always under like strict legal NDAs and SEC stuff. And like, so he couldn't have talked about it, but the way he said reevaluating your religion is the most corporate bullshit possible, right? Uh, so, and the, and the other thing, speaking of corporate bullshit, is the what will happen with Bobby Cotting? Uh, that is the big question that everybody is asking, right? That's the $69 billion question. Uh, so the one thing about Bobby Kotick that I'm, I'm hopeful is, so I hope that the golden parachute they give him, they add it as a skin for Warzone. I think that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, okay. So, uh, this is, the, this is the golden parachute argument here. So this is the Bobby Kotick. As, as the sort of the rumor mill, I guess, is that from the Washington Post sources say, et cetera, is that after the deal closes, Bobby Kotick will leave with a golden parachute of about $300 million, uh, which is $300 million written into, it's basically a, sever, it's a severance package written into his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said billion. Again, it doesn't matter conceptually. <laughs> no, but, but it doesn't matter because Bobby Cotting is already a billionaire. $300, <laughs> He's million, a billionaire. Is, yeah. $300 million is just like the stuff under <laughs> his like, couch cushions, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, so $300 million in severance, basically, like according to his sort of contract like as a CEO. Uh, and that everybody was just like, is this a win? Is this if Bobby Kotick leaves, but he gets three hundred million dollars out of it? Is that really a win? Like Bobby Kotick leaving is is a win, but with him leaving with absolutely zero consequence facing him personally, uh, you know, I mean, I've thought about this, and it's like it, 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 it like you said, it is a it is a win him leaving. Um, I don't think he was going to get any consequences prior to this purchase anyways. Like, like I feel like we were all being very optimistic in that, like being a thing that was going to happen. So in that sense, it's just like, and you know, I said it on Twitter, like, this is why I have to believe like hell is a thing because my brain will break otherwise. And you know, that's what's going to happen to Bobby. That's the, that's yeah. He's, he's just going to go to hell. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, and Bobby, see, Bobby's going to leave. Bobby's going to be in an Activision. The Bobby bought Activision when it was in dire straits 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, he did the same thing. <laughs> he he bought, bought it for, you know how much he bought it for? $450,000, which is like a fucking pittance. <laughs> Bro, that's more than the house that I want to buy. Oh, like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this was 30 years ago. So 450000 is actually a lot of money now, even. But like, 450,000 he bought Activision 30 years ago when it was like nothing. It was in dire straits. And he like, this his, his company, even if you like, you know, like we, everybody hates Bobby, but Bobby is been at this company for 30 fucking years. And I think him leaving is not going to change things immediately, but it is a start. Like it's a very small start, but he is, you don't just change a company as big as Activision Blizzard. 
there is never a chance, though, that anyone in Activision Blizzard is actually to be held accountable because we're in the we live in we live in a household known as the United States of America, where uh, people where when when offenses in a corporate nature are not held criminally, things are only held criminally, right? Like, like I think it's like the the thing of uh, white people are now selling uh, weed and not getting arrested for it, whereas no one's getting let out of jail, right? Because they've been arrested for having butt on them. It's like the same thing. It's the same thing all the way up. So. I don't think anyone Activision Blizzard is ever going to be held accountable for any of their actions. But the best worst thing out of this, I guess to phrase it that way, is Microsoft is most likely going to fire most of the executives. I don't I don't they don't care, right? I think Phil Phil very much does not care for the leadership team and really only wants the actual developer and the IPs, right? What they want are the studios and they want the IPs. Yeah, so they're probably gonna replace it all Microsoft people. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, Microsoft already has an executive team. Like, they already have C-levels, um, who also probably don't know what they're talking about, if if I know anything about C-levels. But <laughs> One of them is named Matt Booty, and I just wanted to put that on the no table. No way. That's, I, Let's go. I, does he do the Sea of Thieves? Like, No, he stuff? runs he, all like, of Xbox Game Studios. <laughs> like, he's the, he's the content oh, okay. person. So, so this is the interesting thing, is that Phil, like, after the transaction closes, Phil Spencer will become... CEO of Activision Blizzard, basically. Like, he will take over management of, of that company as CEO. Well, Microsoft Gaming is what they're calling it now, right? So, like, Xbox yeah, Mar- is now... Yeah, Microsoft Gaming. Della, Xbox Gaming, like, right? What is up yeah. with Microsoft and corporate reorgs, right? Is it just me, or do we just see articles, like, on every on our Technica every six months that Nadella is in another reorg? Because right now, he's now the CEO of Xbox or Microsoft Gaming, which I thought was now Xbox or games, and I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's just corporate nonsense. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just wondering. Do, do we know? Because I certainly don't. Um, like, are are Microsoft's like working conditions g- good in and of themselves? I mean, as good as a corp can be. It's I. As far as I know, and as far as everybody knows, I guess at this point, Microsoft seems pretty large, corporate, boring, and fine. Uh, from right now, in the past, they weren't, but. Uh, right now, like the current working conditions of Microsoft, from what I've seen on Twitter and stuff, is they are infuriatingly like on that fake diversity train, right? You know, like um, where where like HR will come through and get the four black people and the entire company together for a photo on like February first, right, to put on social media and then act like the entire company is diverse, like like that kind of bullshit. But not one where there's like a rampant culture of sexual harassment or anything like that. And I think what they I think what they actively try to do is to not have that shit just because of how much scrutiny there is, right? Like the one way the one way to fuck up your DARPA contract is to have like some sexual harassment scandal. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to that's the money, right? You don't want to yeah. fuck up the money. Like how do I get my exploding robot dogs if the people at who make Forza are like unhappy with their working exactly, conditions? Exactly. And I want the people at Playground Games to be very happy actually. That's uh, everybody deserves that. Uh, and as far as we know, the, the culture within Microsoft Studios, or especially the g- gaming side, is pretty good. Uh, like, I mean, we haven't heard. Doesn't mean like it's perfect. I'm sure there are. Well, there's a lot of crunch, but like, it's not like a harassment culture. Just more of like crunch <laughs> it's problems. Just, just crunch. It's just crunch. It's just crunch. Yeah, it's just crunch. It's the best. We could, it's just it's just so dire. I like when I read this story. I was just I was like I'm I want to go back to bed. I don't even want to like deal with the ramifications of this because that is where we're at. It's like oh you know I mean they like they have to stay until two a.m. But you know nobody's doing uh, what do they call them like cube crawls. So I guess they're all right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god yeah i remember the blizzard the blizzard employees literally crawling on the floor through cubes like it's just the most 
frat boy nonsense that I've heard of. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, um, and there is a difference between... Because, you know, like, uh, where I work, there's definitely, like, the, the regular corporate misogyny, which is awful. But it's, like, it's the stu- it's what you expect. It's not, like you said, like, the frat boy stuff. Like, that is just, like, another level that I can't... I haven't been able to handle since I graduated from college. <laughs> like, it's not... <laughs> So, um, I think one of the small factors into this is is that how petty Bobby Kotick is. There was a little bit of a like everybody was laughing at this is that in the uh, Wall Street Journal article about about the workplace problems and it, that created this de- deal was that Bobby Boy apparently was trying to buy Kotaku. <laughs> like, like, can you imagine being so petty? Like, just a rich petty boy. That like you're so petty that you try to buy fucking Kotaku, a fucking game blog. That's <laughs> like, come on, like, what on earth? Is the, you have a gazillion dollars and you try to buy Kotaku. Fuck- can, can I just say the funniest thought of a fucking billionaire, right? Who probably has lives in a mansion, probably owns like it probably used to be like it's a renovated plantation, probably right because it's America. That's what most <laughs> yeah. mansions are, right? <laughs> like yeah. you know, just a legacy <laughs> of just fucked up aristocratness of labor violations of all that right bobby kotick his white ass just opening like on his iphone mini probably has an iphone mini you know and he's just like opens it up and types in safari kotaku.com and is just angrily reading kotaku that is the funniest (laughs) thought to me ever yeah it reminds (laughs) me of notch it's like no amount of money will make you like happier in that sense like at a certain point i mean it, you know money will make you happy at a, but like it, it would cap off at least for me at like a, like six figures so yes he's got all this money and he's just like this very angry keebler elf living in his keebler elf tree <laughs> like reading kotaku stories and be like how dare they call me a keebler elf despite looking very much <laughs> like like a half breed you know, hobbit you know what elf. the funniest thing is People put like dragon horns on on pictures oh, yeah, of so Bobby Kotick, and he gets so mad because apparently it affects his dating Yo, aspects, which is like so the hold most on a hilarious. Bit. So Bobby Kotick is just straight all cash and no bitches. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta cut that. I think yeah. <laughs> that's just problematic. He's, I gotta cut that out of the final. He one. skipped. Him. He skipped. It. He he was halfway. Yeah, he got. He he's got the money. <laughs> the, what 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 does he have? Who knows? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna call that one right there. That's that's all. That's all we get from that story. Um, is do we have anything else to say about this whole deal before, like, I sort of like we move on to the next major topic? I guess. Uh, for me, I mean, I just hope. Uh, I, I hope that this leads to some positive, you know, level of correction for for these studios and stuff. Like it's it's fun to be like, oh, haha, yeah, World of Warcraft might be on Game Pass and stuff. Which yeah, like we can we can joke about that, but but yes, like it, I, I'm going to hopefully just like hopefully remain positive about this and and hope that it leads to like something good and if not then like we just gotta eat them like we just have like that's it like we're we're reaching a point where it's like if they don't play nicely like a revolution will be enacted to some degree so uh <laughs> tread lightly phil spencer, right? <laughs> tread lightly, phil spencer. <laughs> and uh, like i'm i'm like cautiously optimistic about this and like i hope everything is for the best obviously i care about uh overwatch and overwatch league which is a big like big thing under 
like what will happen with Overwatch League and what will happen with Overwatch in general, because Overwatch is not in a good place um, right now. Like Blizzard, Blizzard in general is not like Blizzard is in a terrible place. Morale is very low, uh, and like developers are leaving, or understandably so. And so, and Overwatch Two is like nobody knows when the fuck it's going to come out. Uh, so everything's a little bit messy, and I hope things get better in in Blizzard. Under Microsoft's direction, like at least I hope Phil Spencer is a better leader uh, than than Bobby Kotick. By all accounts, I think he is. By all accounts, I mean it's it's all corporate at the end of the day. But I think Phil Spencer's, I think Phil Spencer is the best worst boss you could have, right? Like all things considered, we're like, yes, is it still operating under the current system? Sure, but Phil Spencer seems to not to not be an absolute terrible person. So there's there's at least that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it doesn't. <laughs> it's the definition of like, well, it can't get any worse. <laughs> like, which is true. The, so. the, the bar is so low, it's, it's like practically astronomically. Yeah. It's just it's just like I just feel Spencer could just say like we're giving everybody raises and everybody's gonna fucking like die in the streets. Like it's it's so I hope for the best uh for Blizzard and for Activision, I mean Call of Duty. I mean, I think it's actually worth to have a content discussion here, too, just for the fact of that this does mean that all the Activision stuff is, in fact, going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC now, right? Like, like, like it's, I think it's worth to at least have a quick conversation. The other stuff's more important, but on the fact of that, Sony's kind of in a pickle. <laughs> like, Call of Duty is the game that sells the most on PlayStation. Like, that is, that is what people buy. People just buy PlayStations to play FIFA and Call of Duty and nothing else, right? Like, that is... That is just that is such a majority of their business being taken away, and apparently Microsoft was saying. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, just real quick. I really needed to 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 make this clear. I just looked it up, and Bobby Kotick is apparently five foot six, so the bar isn't too low for him. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry, continue. That's a little <laughs> short. <thing. laughs> I needed to get that out there. Jesus Christ! But no, so the thing is that basically, though, like the fact that. Now it's all good. I mean, it's gonna be Game Pass. I'm pretty sure Microsoft will say right if like Sony put let us put Game Pass on the on the PlayStation, we'll bring Call of Duty back. But it's going to be Game Pass exclusive now, and it's wild that I I don't know. I don't want to say the value proposition for like a PlayStation drop, but it's it's just you the the most popular game is now going to be gone from it. I don't I don't know how to process that. Okay, so I the there's the alternate take. I, I heard this on the Vergecast. And I think the alternate take is that Microsoft does a selective exclusivity play here. So they, so they, what they do is they don't make Call of Duty exclusive to any console. It is on both consoles, but on Xbox, you get it on Games Pass, right? Uh, but on P, on PlayStation, you'll have to buy it like a, like a full price $70 release, right? But they, they, they're not gonna, like, the, Call of Duty is a huge cash cow because it is multi-platform and it is available on every fucking platform from mobile, mobile to home console. So, and I don't think Microsoft is going to remove that, ex- like make it that exclusive to Xbox. I think they're going to just make it like, it'll be on Games Pass and that'll be the attra- like an attraction of Games Pass. That if you pay for Games Pass, you get the new Call of Duty every year, right? Like you don't have to. Pay. I'm pretty sure he got on Twitter, like with the Xbox account and like made that clear. From what I remember, he was like, yeah, we're not. So like, his tweet was that he's going to honor all existing contracts with Sony. Oh, okay. Like that, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. He said existing. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Then, yeah, so yeah. the word existing there is a very specific word choice for how you're describing Call of Duty going forward. 
Yeah. No, I, th- I think, I think, I think Packett's got it on the money here. I think, yeah, like it, because you're angering, you would be, I don't know if it's worth the risk of like making that many people mad. <laughs> and the thing is, while Microsoft does care about stuff being on Games Pass as a play to get more Games Pass revenue, they don't care enough about exclusive console exclusivity as much. And I think Phil Spencer is a smart man and he sees the play here is not to have Call of Duty be exclusive to platform, it should have Call of Duty be on more platforms and to push Games Pass as an entry point. So Yeah. Yeah. They're effectively becoming like a publisher at this point, where it's like you can play most of our stuff anywhere, but you'll get like the best like you know, you'll get it cheaper or for free, um, or some exclusivity with our our boxes or a PC, which that that seems to be the way they're going. So it's like, yeah, you can buy um, Call of Duty for 70 bucks on the PS4, but you'll still probably have to wait like three months or six months for that Attack on Titan crossover. I mean, Warzone's probably God. still going to stay multi-platform. I think Warzone is free to play like with um, Elder Scrolls Online and some of the other games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's another way they could do it. That's another way they could do it. Is like, they could be like, yeah, Warzone's free or Warzone's everywhere, but but because that's like their biggest Call of Duty property currently, so they could be like Warzone's everywhere. But if you want like the new single player campaign, that's eventually going to connect. That to might do it. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, well, no, Warzone's yeah. free. But yeah. if you want the version that actually had a QA team look at it, get it on Xbox. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yo, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Warzone, but good labor condition. War- Warzone, but actually, <laughs> but actually with uh, with like without bugs on Xbox. They like they're gonna start slapping it on the box covers now. It's like Call of Duty QA. Oh my god! It's the it's the Nintendo steel quality. It's the Microsoft the, the, yeah, the Uncle Phil steel quality. God, God. I, I'm sure Polygon will have like a whole editorial piece about about the the, the seal of QA testing. Uh, that'll be a good article. So sure. I think I think I'd rather have <laughs> I mean, a waypoint writer write that than Polygon, but I don't want, yeah, I don't want yeah, that game blog have, discourse. Let, let's let's have Patrick write that. Yeah, but you know, let's let's not make fun of the game blogs because I call them glogs. I, I call we call it, it's glogging now. That's that's what game blogging no, is. It's nope, blogging. Nope. Nope, nope, no, no, we're not doing. We're <laughs> not doing. We're not doing that. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> to. To, uh, before, to Tony Hawk, right? We now before, have to talk about Vicarious Visions making a new Tony Hawk game. I mean, obviously, that's what this deal is for. Much respect to Tony Hawk. You know, uh, I, I hope that franchise, I, like, the, I think the last iteration of that franchise was pretty good. Uh, that came out, I think everybody liked it. Oh, so what? Okay, sorry. I know we want to move on, but real quick, because, like, they made they made Tony Hawk. Vicari- like, was it Vicarious? He did, like, the, yeah, they did the remake, yeah, remake yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, and then they who bought them? Was it like Activision Blizzard? No, Activision Blizzard already owned them, but then Activision Blizzard is like, oh, you made a really great Tony Hawk remake? Fuck off, yeah, you're now, now a Call of Duty support you're, studio. Your support yep. studio. Okay, so that might not be a thing anymore. It could be like that That Phil Spencer's like, you don't have to, you can make another Tony. Okay, maybe this won't be That's so bad. Piece, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Phil is going to be like, we don't need yearly Call of Duty. Piece sales are dipping. Like, I'm pretty sure yearly Call of Duty is, is not going to be a thing going forward just because it's, saturated, it's right? too saturated. It and markets. microtransaction yeah. doesn't need it. If it's on Game Pass, right? Microtransactions are more important than a new entry, right? It's the Ubisoft model. Keep selling DLC for Valhalla and make the game file size 200 gigabytes. Who cares? It's cash money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares, man? It's not like they're... Because like, chumps like Packet will just keep buying Assassin's Creed DLC all day. 
no. Bro, oh, you, no. Did, <laughs> you know you know what? I'll take the L on that one. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> I'll take the You know what? I bought I, I I didn't buy Valhalla. I bought the I, I played it on the Ubisoft subscription. That's thing, even you know? worse. But, oh, you play? <laughs> you pay plus. It's like twenty bucks a month for all the Ubisoft games. Yes, um, you know that's not value. That's, no, that's I not. Like don't that's, do it. No, is it no. not? Okay, fair enough. It's, 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 <laughs> I don't it's know. Cheap, it's cheaper than me paying ninety Canadian dollars for for the game. That's, oh, that's, right. You're in, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's at least cheaper. some value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I I I played Valhalla. I mean, that's an L in itself. So you know, let's let's just let's just move on. It's okay. I did too. Speaking about L's, I think it's time to move on to graphics cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um. So. We have uh, AMD releasing, it's only January, but they've already released the worst electronics product of the year, uh, which is the AMD Radeon 6500 XT, uh, a supposedly low-end uh, low end video card that sucks shit and is worse than 2016's GPUs. I mean, I mean, what I would say about the this new AMD GPU is, hey, at least it, it has a video out. It displays video. You can get a picture <laughs> on a monitor. Hey, it's better than oh, nothing, you know? Nice. <laughs> nice. I, Finally. I, don't, I can't say much here because, like, I only own, like, Mac computer products, which is exposing myself. No, no, no. The M1 think, GPU but... is better than this. Well, let's get something clear. <laughs> okay. Let's get something clear. The base M1 right. GPU <laughs> in a Mac Mini is a better GPU than this because... Um, so, I mean, let's, uh, this GPU, the complaint is it's four gigabytes of VRAM. It's clocked super low. And bing- everyone, please buy your bingo cards. It does not have onboard video acceleration, which means you do not get HEVC encode, AV1 decode encode, which um, for the, the Don nerds out there really means you can't use it to stream. Like it does not have the hardware for you to actually able to run, a, run OBS on it. Which is that's wild. This is in 2021. <laughs> yeah, my Mac ridiculous. Does do that. <laughs> yeah, M1 has really good video like encoding decoding support, so OBS works great on it because it's built into the chip. This does not, and this is a 200 dollars GP. Quote, sorry, quote unquote 200 dollars GPU piece. Right now on Newegg, it's like four three hundred dollars. This is you could literally spend two hundred dollars more buy an M1 Mac and probably get better performance running games in like an emulator, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can confirm that. Um, well, I can't confirm that. No, nobody heard that. But if I were to play Skies of Arcadia on a GameCube emulator on my M1 Mac, I would guess that it works pretty well. So, <laughs> so the other, one of the biggest problems with this card is that uh, it has a what is called a four lane PCIe Express 4.0 interface. Which le- to explain this, it means that it has limited bandwidth. To, for data transfer between the card and the and the basically the, uh, the rest of the system, uh, which means which is a problem for or only if you so this card supports both PCIe 4.0 and PCIe 3.0 and right now most people's boards are PCIe 3.0 right as far as I remember like is that correct I I mean yes because Intel's 11th gen and 12th gen I think is when is when 4.0 support got in so unless you had like an older AMD board right you so right now especially like if I'm talking about my motherboard which is like Sky not Skylake it's like $8,000 series sorry that was a bad joke no, I mean it's, it's $5,000 <laughs> that's gonna Jesus that's it. <laughs> uh, so my board, for example, is like PCIe Express 3.0. And the problem with PCIe Express, uh, well, not, not, not a problem, AMD made this a problem with this card, is that PCIe Express 3.0's bandwidth, total bandwidth, 
is half of PCIe Express 4.0. So, which means that if you use this card specifically with in a PCIe 3.0 system like mine, you actually lose about 20%, 10 to 15% of the card's already lackluster performance. So if you're using this in a system like a, like a system like mine, which is a PCI 3.0, like motherboard, like you're already going to lose, you're going to lose more performance because there's not literally not enough bandwidth in the bus because they made this a four lane, four lane card and stuff like, I think it was like eight lane card. Like they made this a four lane card for God knows who, what reason. So what was the purpose of, creating this. I, I feel very like that good seems question. like a dumb question. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, cash money um, was the purpose of making it. Cash money. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's the like $200 question, right? It's like, <laughs> why the fuck? Like, like there is a, I have a, there's a link to the Gamers Nexus video. This is like, this is like a waste, as, as Steve would call it, Steve from Gamers Nexus would call it, this is a waste of sand, you know, like this, <laughs> this is, this is e-waste, right? This is e-waste right from the start. Like AMD just like destroy our environment by creating more e-waste. But no, like like genuinely. So because this card right now, it's never gonna be sold at two hundred dollars. So let's stop. Let's. I'm I'm not referring to it as a two hundred dollars price point. The current, the cheapest one you get on Newegg and Amazon is two seventy nine. That are um are actually are they in stock? They actually might be in stock. Are people buying these? But the the for we're talking like a straight value proposition though. This GPU for two seventy nine, even though it's like we're comparing PC to consoles you'd actually get better time out of an Xbox Series S and just using Microsoft Edge for your apps, right? Like, I shit you not. Use Edge on your Xbox with a mouse and keyboard and just load up the uh, the web version of, like, Office or Discord or whatever, and you're probably going to have a better time than than using this in a computer because of how bottlenecked it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like... And the worst part about this is it has fewer video out inputs than its predecessors from 2016. It has only two display port ports on the back, which is like, if this card is just like, I, like this is like big fuck you to the market in a whole, because right now, obviously, as everybody is aware, is that the GPU market in the PC space is a fucking nightmare. Nobody can buy any GPUs ever. And it's it's like, you have to literally watch like a bot like to get like some like piece of stock that's like and it immediately goes out of stock right you have to like immediately buy the 3080 that you want because otherwise it's going out of stock yeah i saw like some people were like you should just buy a pre-built like just buy a pre-built from i forget like an exit yep, yep. <laughs> people are buying pre-built because that's the only way because pre-builds uh pre- companies that make pre-builds get priority stock from nvidia and, and their partners so the only people who have any good GPUs in the 30 series are pre-built. So when laptops too, and the price is like the same, right? Our laptops, yeah, yeah. Because it's like I saw it's like it's like two two K, I think, for like a streaming box from from NXZT. I think yeah, it's called. NZXT. Yeah, well, that's gonna that's right, gonna light on fire. That's it. why it's cheaper. Oh, yeah, don't, don't, don't buy NZXT. Oh, they, sure, sure, sure. they had fire oh, yeah, problems okay. of a couple of their systems. Dude, don't go NZXT. <laughs> Yeah, so nice. the NZX, so to be, uh, to be clear for people who, who uh, maybe have NZXT product, this is specific to the H1 series of, uh, pre-built PCs, which had a riser cable that caused a short in the motherboard at a, at a fire, which if you want to have more details on that, the Gamers Nexus channel has plenty of videos on that topic. RGB so wanna... in the wrong way is, is what I call it. <laughs> no, just, that's, yeah, it's that's fire, it. all right. That's, that's fire, yeah. That's, this is why I just buy a box, and I know it's like, oh, it's not 
the best possible. But my PS5 plays God of War at 60 FPS. That's all I need. So, <laughs> yep. So this is the con- consoles are becoming a good value in a way that I didn't. Ex- nobody expected this, but ev- consoles are becoming like valuable right now because that's like I mean it has it has a good GPU in it. And it's more, I mean, PS5s are still hard to buy. (laughs) But you can get one, though. You can get one if you try. Like, if you, like, if um, there's a lot of sites where, like, you know, Walmart or Best Buy or Costco do stock drops. And if if you sign up to, like, a membership thing, right, you can reserve one. And Sony has a reservation service. So there's, there's at least a way to get one. But, like, yeah, like. And the price isn't inflating because you can't, at least as far as I know, you can't, like, crypto mine with a PS5. So, uh, uh, you know, like, there's. Yeah, it's, so the prices, the prices, the only way the prices inflated is if you buy from scalpers, right? Like yeah, buy, right. But but eventually that will go away, and it's like you can just get a PS5 for its price. Whereas the, I don't until crypto dies, which who knows at this point. Well, maybe two days ago, depending on <laughs> reports. So uh, and then the, speaking of crypto, uh, the AMD's the one good thing about this card is it's bad at mining on purpose. Um, I, I, on purpose, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's I it's like how someone in AMD marketing was probably like doing some benchmarks. like, yo, this thing's shit at Ethereum. Someone's like, marketing point, <laughs> gotta, marketing point. Fuck this. the apes, fuck the apes, marketing point. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's it's bad at everything. So, I mean, it's bad at, at cryptocurrency. Well, it's good at being well, in so. stock. There are six partner mo- bo- uh, models on sale right now on Newegg that, that will ship within a week to you. So, I love the show notes right next to each other where it's like, oh, yeah, the RX 6500 6, is bad at cryptocurrency. And then right below, it's like, also, it's bad at everything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good at anything. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just, so if you are buying, building a system right now, like a PC system, like a, for whatever reason, it doesn't have to be gaming, right? I mean, everybody needs GPUs in, in some way for different reasons. It's a bad time. It's good luck if you're building a GPU. Uh, I know Pat Patrick over at Waypoint. There was a whole bit over recent streams where he he tra- he was looking at a pre-built on stream, like a like Asus pre-built or something like that. Um, and guess what happened? He looked at that one. It was like a co- it was like a Costco deal or whatever. Like he was gonna buy that one, like like a two grand PC, right? Like two grand pre-built. And apparently, like a couple the next week, it had gone out of stock because people bought mm, it, oh. and he couldn't buy it. So the next stream, he was like, "We, we like, I'm gonna, I have my eyes on another people, and I'm not gonna show that on stream because people buy it." Oh my god! It's a, it's a fucking, it's like an apocalypse out there for PC building right now. So you know, if you're buying building a PC right now. Uh, good luck. I could, I could probably sell my uh 2080 Ti for like more than MSRP. I'm just gonna I'm gonna like after I'm done here I'm gonna go like lie down with my with my Apple products and be like he'll <laughs> he'll never he'll never hurt me like they do. <laughs> so uh, just this is this is there I, the the worst thing about this card is not that it is like I mean it's it's terrible and AMD shouldn't have meant is it is it the PC world bad take is that the worst thing it's the, it's a fucking PC world take where it's like what the internet got wrong about AMD's <laughs> controversial radio RX sixty five X bitch nobody got anything wrong about this fucking card Jesus card get, that, get their asses get their asses. <laughs> Like, go go back. Like the, 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 the subheading on this is like worst GPU, maybe, but much needed nonetheless. Definitely. No. 
Do not, absolutely <laughs> do not. Who needs it? <laughs> Nobody. What I mean, what is that? What is that description? It's no one needs a GPU first and foremost. This is not food. It's not like, well, you know, hey, there's a, you know, there's a bad crop season, so we're kind of having to do more grains this week. Like, you know, I get it. Not everyone <laughs> wants to eat rice every day, but hey, it's what we have. Shit's hard right now. No, it's a fucking GPU, my dude. It is not. That it is not. You cannot use that in the same context of, well, it's available. Like, no, it's. Like the Switch OLED is available, right? But no one should buy it. It's objectively yeah, a bad no product. Like it just makes there's no agree. value in it. <laughs> yeah. So Brad Chekos, the executive editor at PC World. If y'all are hiring, I can write stuff about tech. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is? <laughs> I, I, I I don't mean to like really clown on Brad too much. Like it's it's just like you do this for the clicks, obviously. It's just clickbait. Uh it's just the SEO bait right there. Uh but like, bro, like it's that's that's just it's not it's, it's not a good take. It's uh that take will not age well, uh let's just say. Uh <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't know anything again about about computers and stuff, but it is fun seeing people do the whole like, well we'll just spin it the opposite direction because People love, you know, the algorithm loves anger, and so. yeah, it's like it's it's good to have like a controversial like take because it it'll get the clicks, right? Like in this PC World article, I mean, we are talking about it, so you know, so like it, it worked, uh, but but yeah, so AMD's are ready on RX sixty five RX three. Don't do not please do not buy it unless you absolutely are so desperate for a GPU that you need to buy one. Like you have a system that where a GPU died and it doesn't have uh it doesn't have a like integrated GPU and you really need like a like a like a placeholder GPU to till you get like a like a better card uh Buy buy a buy a new processor with integrated graphics instead. If you're gonna be spending yeah, that money. Yeah, <laughs> buy buy an APU, buy something of an Intel IGP or I mean on, honest to God, if you are someone right now who wants a budget computer and you don't, you know, you don't have the cash to like, you know, get like a, a decent gaming computer because the graphics cards are expensive, just buy a long Ethernet cable and use GeForce now. Like, I know it won't work for all of your games, <laughs> but I promise you, a long Ethernet cable and GeForce now is going to be a better time than using this fucking graphics card on any computer. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like get a Chromebook or something. That's even, I mean, hey, you get Candy Crush. Microsoft stays winning regardless of whatever oh, thing you snap. buy. <laughs> it's true. Oh my god. Okay, let's let's talk about something nice for a change, right? So our 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 third to- small topic, I guess, uh, Utado Hikaru's latest album, Bad Mode came out on on i was not like i knew there were some singles like i i wasn't really following like the sort of lead up to this album yeah it's like all singles and i, I wasn't like i haven't okay so utaro hikaru back when it i was a teenager i, I found out about uh heart station right and i remember that listening to that album i have that album like a like a flat copy of that locally and that was like an album i really liked back then but i sort of fell off from listening to Japanese music just in general. You have a very different origin story than I think me and Mint, because obviously it's it's the same yeah. arts, right? <laughs> yes. Like obviously yes, I, was, I, I, yeah. I was getting I was getting to that. So I, I was never obviously a Kingdom Hearts person. Oh uh, we know. We so, know. I mean, we know. <laughs> yeah, so like the way I got introduced was just, I just was listening to a lot of Japanese music when I was like a teenager. So I was listening to like anime music. So I eventually came upon Tarikaro. So and 
that was like my experience back then. I haven't really listened to her work since then. So like Phantom and like the the other albums, right? Uh, I haven't really listened. I was actually going back and listening to those, but I haven't listened to those when they came out. And this album dropped, and I saw you mentioned this on, on Friday. I was like, oh, she has a new album? I, I thought it was just a single. And then I go listen to this, and it's already like, I think what my second like album of the year, like, and it's only January. Like, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Utada never misses. So an, an interesting <laughs> yeah. thing is, um, I guess this is pretty common in, in the Japanese music industry is like, they'll make like 15 singles and then just put an album out at the end. Cause I was like, wait, face my fears is on here. That, that song came out in like 2020. <laughs> I um, love the copyright yeah. for the album too. Cause it says songs five through seven, 2020, two through four, 11, 2021, a couple of them, 2022. And then the face my fear ones, 2019. Like it's just different years for the copyright. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how that works. But you know, if anybody can get away with that, it's, it's Utada. Um, because every single track on this, even the 12 minute song, which I'm like, unless. Yes. I love the, Actually, I was going to get it. My hot take is some, somewhere near Marseille is just a fucking incredible tech. It's just weird to me. It's just after face my fears, after the face my fears, the Japanese version of face my fears, and it's, you just get dropped into this fucking like 11 minute track, which is just soundscape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's interesting because I normally can only take that kind of thing from Daft Punk, but after Daft Punk, yeah, yeah, is a laugh. Yes, yeah, and a lot of the production on this. I was going to talk about the production on this album is very electronic, sort of heavy on a lot of the like uh, the production, and it sounds incredible. Like the production quality on this, like whoever produced this album good job like it's just fucking it's it's all about the mix right because it's very easy for um jazzy or contemporary like very less instrumental blends to get eaten right like instruments to eat each other and whoever mixed this did a great job at giving it enough space where it doesn't sound like everything's eating each other in the mix yep which is so much clarity in the mix right like every instrument especially my favorite track is find love which is just like in like the electronic heaven like it's just the synth like the the i guess like a like whatever instrument like inst- electronic synthesizer they use for this like it just sounds so crisp and so clear it's just like extremely good uh so i was gonna get to the kingdom hearts thing so face my fears is was a kingdom hearts 3 track right is is that the one that was that is do we gotta talk about that just kidding yes yeah it is <laughs> no, no no i was just gonna like I, I was just gonna say that i really like face my fears actually i think it's a really good tra- it's a good track i really enjoy even like the remixes that are on here uh, like the ag cook remix pretty good uh i, I like the track I, I don't like kingdom hearts uh, but I do like this track. I was I, I was gonna drop my hot take here, and then y'all can no, talk about this me album. Too. My hot take <laughs> is, my hot take is, Utada Hikaru's music is Kingdom Hearts doesn't deserve this kind of good music. You're one hundred percent correct. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> correct, true. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. I I don't think Kingdom Hearts deserves Yoko Shimomura's music either. That like, which that's also the case. No, and and it's interesting because it's like yeah, Utada exists outside the realm of Kingdom Hearts. You know, like an icon, uh, Japanese Beyonce, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so yeah, it's like Kingdom Hearts is just a footnote for her. Uh, frankly, the only, the only media property there's so, cause Pink Blood was the opening for, uh, To Your Eternity, which is one of the best manga 
uh, turned into an oh, anime. I didn't ever know that. Made. Oh, okay. Watch. This is my plug. I don't even need. I like whatever. My Twitter it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just go go watch to your eternity. That's that's my plug. But yeah, it's the it's the opening for that, and it's fantastic. To your eternity deserves uh, Itata, but uh, um, fa- face my fears can just be. Oh, it's still going on that's... right now too. Oh, let me see. Is this on VRV? Is it on Funimation? Let's. Oh, it's, okay, it's on Crunchyroll. So. It's on Crunchyroll. It's, I mean, it's on one of Sony's twenty thousand anime properties. It's on one of them. And the thing about Utara Hikaru is that, like, I was reading the Wikipedia page uh, because I was just like on a Utara Hikaru binge, I guess, last night. Uh, I was really like, she hasn't been making music since 1998 and her, she's been in the game for a long fucking time and she's so prolific. She has so much music, right? And like her first album was like critical, like a, like a commercial failure, right? Like a cubic mode, uh, the cubic mode under the, it was like an English album, right? And it was like a total failure. Uh, but like the, like the Japanese album after that in 1999 was, was like a, massive success right and that's how sort of like she got her start well the thing about yutata is it's like beyonce in the case of there is not a bad beyonce album right there might be not great beyonce albums you know they might not be compared to other ones but there's not a yutata has not ever put out a bad album like we've never gotten like a cherry bomb from uh from yutata <laughs> <laughs> so my question is for for, uh, for y'all is what's what, what are y'all favorite like tracks from from this uh, from Bad Note like what what are y'all favorite like um yeah I mean for me it is probably Pink Blood even like excluding it being attached to to that anime um it it just it sounds good but um I mean I went the whole way through and there's I can't find there's they're all like good <laughs> i can't I, I honestly can't pick a favorite yeah yes they're all they're all very good i, I just love this album uh from str- straight to finish it's not start to finish it's, it, it's just a very good album and chosa i know you are like you have been a bigger utara hikaru fan than i ever was really to be honest and i know you told me about phantom when it came out but i never really gave it the chance i wasn't really into j-pop at the time so I don't think I really gave it a proper listen. And like, I was listening to some of Phantom yesterday. And I mean, Phantom too, especially if you keep in the context of she wrote that album after her mom committed suicide, makes it that much more emotional, right? It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it really, I was watching some of the music videos for that. And some of the music videos for this are just like heart wrenchingly, like, like sad, right? Like it's just grief, like in, in the form of music. And it, that album, that actually might be my favorite album. It is her. really good. Uh, so, yeah, on this this album though, it's it's bad mode though. Bad mode's bridge. The bridge in bad mode is beautiful. The bridge in bad mode is so well like just or- orchestrated and played. I I just love the the piece. That's what it, it goes splits from like the the intro of the song is a lot more um jazzy and then it gets a little bit more electronic and a little more dancey towards the end of it. And the bridge through that is beautiful um i i do love all the other tracks on this album though but that that one is just a banger and also it's very it's always great to hear you taught to break out into english and start screaming about fucking shit up you know that's all we need we need that in our lives hell yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i was just gonna say i saw the explicit tag and i was like huh <laughs> <laughs> See, thing, is, <laughs> thing is otada is like 39 years old on this but she does not give a single fuck. no like, she is absolutely just, not no she Utada is says- I'm tired uh, of being nice. <laughs> yeah, she is just out here, just living her best life. Uh, like I, I think uh, the Billboard interview that I liked, the Billboard interview, everybody should read that one. It's just a very good interview, and 
she goes into like detail about like her coming out as non-binary, which happened in, in 2021, right? Like that was like a, I remember that being like a big deal, like it, it, especially in Japan, right? Like it's just like a huge deal for like an artist that's big to come out. Um, and she goes into detail about being non-binary and like she didn't even know the non, the word non-binary until uh, like a few years ago. And then when she heard it and she it, like immediately clicked for her, like it was just, it's a very good, interview and she goes into detail about that and she and also her son is in this album she uh like some vocals on i think where which track i think i don't i don't know it was not in the mood i believe uh, yeah not in the mood it has like some uh, tracks from from her son uh in there which is adorable uh uh and i, I love the album art which is just like her wearing like the most coziest outfit possible she got out of bed <laughs> just 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 like and her son you know that <laughs> They had to coax her into this. They're like, we need some cover art. Like, just please. And she's like, fine. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> just please stand. Just please just stand here. And her son is just like, just out of frame, just running past. And they just, yeah, just, just, just left it in. And, you know, that's like the mood of this album. She's like very uh, confident, like comfortable and confident. Like, I think that's the mood I would say this album is just being very comfortable with herself and her identity and like, you know, just being who she is. So, uh, that's, that's my thoughts on the album. So Joseph, what, like, do you have any like thoughts on this album? Like, I know you, I think I, I tweeted this, but I would just love. So I always, you always got in your head, like producers and artists you want to match up with. Right. Like, like for example, if Arca produced the Frank Ocean album, I literally think the queer world would be devastated. <laughs> if Arca <laughs> produced a Frank Ocean album, the gays would could the, their legs would just be on the floor. They would they could not walk with the weight of what that could bring to this world. But honest to God, and if y'all haven't seen, like I I'm about to promote a, a fashion brand. I apologize. Uh, fu- fuck Paris, but Louis Vuitton did a fashion so- show and had Tyler the Creator do the uh, production for all the music for the for the catwalk and all of that. Is it called catwalks? I forgot what they're called. Yeah. And so, but basically, it's like the super lush instrumentals, and there are a couple tracks on there that I feel like if Tyler produced a Utada Hikaru album, it would be fire. It could never <laughs> happen for many reasons. Like that is a matchup. I don't think. I don't think could happen, but that would be great. And that would be absolutely lovely. And so, yeah, you know, and also once again, I just need to keep putting it out into the world. Frank Ocean needs an ARCA produced album, you know, um, because honestly, I think Frank Ocean just needs an album. True. <laughs> true. But true. like, I mean, my thing was back in, you know, rest in peace of Sophie, a uh, great, but like if Frank Ocean had an album produced by Sophie, that's, that's one too. Oh, the yeah. world could not, the, the gay world would be in shambles. Yeah, uh, speaking of like electronic producer, producers and like sort of like the vanguard of electronic producers, Sophie, uh, like that Vince Staples album, the Big, she, Fish, like, Big Fish Theory, uh, yeah, Big, Big Fish Theory, which is I think a fantastic album if you're like a hip hop fan, but also uh, an electronic music fan. Yeah, well, and also Sophie did the that. Vroom Vroom EP from Charlie XCX too. Oh yeah, she did. Oh yeah, and I love that track with Charlie XCX uh, on it. It is very good. Uh, do we have any other thoughts of this album before? before uh, we, go uh, watch To Your Eternity because now I got a new anime to watch. And and Mint, I just want to let you know that if this anime is problematic, I'm personally holding you accountable for it, and I will roast <laughs> no, your ass online. I promise. It's by it's by the person who did um, a silent voice. So oh, um, oh, I love oh, you okay. Okay. Watch that. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's okay. how you saw yeah. me. Now, Why did you say now, that? You should have said that from the beginning. Sorry, <laughs> I should have opened with that. <laughs> you should have just led with that. You should have said yeah. this is the same person who made silent because I watched a silent voice. Like I think sometimes. 
time last year, and bro, that that movie, like, I was just just te- in tears. It, it destroyed me for real. Uh, like, I- yeah, no, no, it's 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 written by a woman, so you don't you don't have to worry about that. It actually has some very interesting, um, you know, conversations about like non-binaryism and, and stuff like that. So, but um, if you've ever read uh, Phoenix by Osamu Tezuka, it's kind of like that. It's just it's about this. Uh, a mortal being who effectively learns to be human but um yeah it's yeah and it's interesting because it's kind of like this epic um uh, that that goes out over time but uh yeah no i I highly recommend it and i'm very happy with the adaptation because you know sometimes sometimes stuff moves to anime and you're just like "Mm." (laughs) just go read the manga but i'm 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 fine with this adaptation it's really good so so uh, that is our anime recommendation. Uh, that is better. I mean, the thing is, it shows this is like I'm, a, about, to, I'm about to get roasted. Card. I'm about to get roasted. Go, the, speak because it, you speak roasted it, me. Speak it's it, fair speak game. It. You, it's, Talk your shit. Speak. Every week, you you watch some trash ass anime, <laughs> and then I get like an entire paragraph of like how problematic this anime is, and I'm just sitting here, just like, bro, you ain't gonna do this to yourself. There are there is good anime. Why are you watching this trash-ass anime with this fucking Toradora out here? Toradora is like a fucking legendary romance anime. If you want to watch a good anime, Toradora is, gets my wholehearted recommendation. I've watched... Oh, actually, actually, fuck your recommendations, Ben. I want to run this by idea by you, because I think it's a lot better than Toradora. <laughs> but so, um, sure. <laughs> I was thinking about making a site, calling it tropetracker.net or whatever. Please don't buy the domain, you fuckers out there. Um, <laughs> and basically, the idea is you put an anime name in, and it just tells you the problematic shit, right? So, like, say you put in, yeah. um, like, some whatever shown in anime, and then it's, like, an episode of... Attack on Titan. No, no I, I haven't seen it all of Attack on Titan, so I don't know that one. But, like, another anime, right? You put the name in, and it's, like, episode 14 underage like nudity or something right you know yeah, like some sort of a, thing like that of a 16 year old girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like, no, yeah, like that, you know, it tells you what's gross in it so you know it's it's like a it's like content warning discourse but for anime yeah yeah Anim- anime caveats stop saying yeah. it out loud no, people I, are gonna I, buy these domains sorry sorry <laughs> the more you talk <laughs> the, the worse the name gets <laughs> i mean it's an idea for sure like i would like honestly if chosa says an anime is good i will actually like give it a watch because like Chosen Watch is a lot of t- amount of trash you watch. It's I I don't know how you do it. Like I used to do this. Like I used to watch like every anime season. I would like watch shit and like it would be a majority of it was hard trash, <laughs> waste of time. I had too much. Oh, do you want to know? Do you want to know how much of a monster I am too? Sometimes when I'm watching anime that's bad, I'll put on a podcast and do both at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 real ADHD brain right there. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so don't like watch some better animes, that's all I'm saying. Uh, watch to your eternity. <laughs> um and I, I I think I think I think it's time to wrap up. Or we got anything else? Yeah. Well we we ain't got anything else, I don't think. I this mean, is like the shortest episode I've been on. Congrats. Yeah, on actually, I think <laughs> that's, that's probably true. I think the, the Nintendo really episode concise. was like an hour and a half long. So, I, I, like, you know, we're almost there, but you know, we're not quite. So let's wrap it up. As always, uh, show notes of all the stuff we mentioned uh, will be on twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, email is contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Send us, you know, what your favorite uh, Activision Blizzard property is, I guess. Uh, let us know if you're really Candy Crush. I, I bet there's someone in an audience who's just like a fucking hardcore. The one, candy. the one <laughs> middle-aged white mom. That Yo, listen, if you got pro gadget strat for Candy Crush, let us know. <laughs> let us, let us know. Uh, and 
you can find me on on Mastodon at packetcanada10forward.social, my website, sodicsafe.com, and Chosa, where do where do people people find you? I'm sorry I don't have a bit. Y'all can find me online at Chosify and at Twitter.xyz, Josephine on Twitter, Josephine.website. Um, yeah, no, I, no I, nothing happened this week. Actually, I'm a fucking liar. I do have a bit. Um, Love Me For Who I Am is a manga about a non-binary person working in a cafe. Just finished. It's five volumes. You should buy them all. It's very good. That is that's my okay, plug there. That's that's a good good, good recommendation. And that's, it's not problematic great. too. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's problematic if you can't cope. But um, that's uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I guess I can't read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Mint, Mint, where do people find you on the internet? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Mint Makes Things and Mint Plays Games, uh, and then on on Twitch. I'm trying to stream more to like give value to all the time i spend playing video games yeah that's i I read your i read your blog post about like change change which i i which i agree with i like in in a lot of ways i have also sort of moved away from how i play games like i sort of stopped i mean the only i guess live service game i play this is forza horizon and i just think because it's just really good uh but most i'm trying to like play more i'm gonna start chikori probably today uh so chikori i, I know you highly recommend like I, I i read that and i was like it's like one of the yeah it's one of the best games i've ever played and, yeah. and solar ash which i'll get to after this so like i i, I played opus echo of star song uh, which i finished last which which i finished last week it is a game by a taiwanese developer set like it's a sci-fi game story sort of like an adventure point and click game interactive fiction in a way but like it's it's very sweet it's a very it's not very long like four or five hours maybe it's 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 not long uh it has a good good it has good writing in it it has an interesting like it uses uh Taiwanese mythology, which is not a thing you see in video games like ever. Uh, so, so check that out. Opus Echo of Star Song. It's on Steam. I'm sure. I don't know if it's on other platforms, but I know it's on Steam. Uh, so go go check it out. It's that's my recommendation for for a video game. Uh, Mint, do you have any video games that you're playing that you would like to recommend? Uh, Kingdom Hearts for the Switch Cloud Edition. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, whoever, like, if someone can record themselves beating Gozora on a Wi-Fi connection when Kingdom Hearts three comes out on the Switch, I will give you like thirty dollars. That this is that's the mint promise. Uh, like straight out, just give me proof that you're able to do it on like a laggy Wi-Fi pr- connection, and yes, I will pay you for it. Yeah, that's that's like a, something you'd see at AGDQ. Like that's like any percent challenge, but on Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we're gonna we're gonna throttle the Wi-Fi now. They just starts like flicking the stick back and forth. <laughs> the switch, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that I, I've just been playing um, God of War, but I, I don't. Yeah, no, I haven't. All I do is work, and then I like, I like literally right when we're done after this, I'm gonna go do like my master's course work. So yeah, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't, I don't play games as much as I used to. <laughs> Jeez, all right, that's 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 a that's that. Yeah, I imagine you have like zero time. Like that's that's I can see that. That's that's clearly. Uh, so I mean, God of War is pretty good. I I, I really like God of War, so I, I would rec- if you have a PS 
4 or a PS5 or a PC now. It's on PC. So if, you, if your PC can run it, if you have a GPU that's not the 6500, <laughs> you can, you can play that game, you know, uh, that's, that's cool. So, uh, that's our podcast, uh, for, for this week. Uh, goodbye. Everyone. Dark Souls 3 remote exploit. Bye.